ALG really saved me. I put all of my success on joining this group. People constantly checking in saved me. I made so many like friends with people that I've never met, but I feel incredibly close to and, and I consider them family. It really is a family. It is a place where you can just be yourself and there is no judgment. There is no shame. You are so welcome there. Nobody has to be in this alone. Everybody is either going through or has gone through the same thing at one point. Let's do this. Welcome back to the ALG podcast. If you're listening to this on the day of drop, happy Friday to you. As always, I am Jay Arp's Journey, otherwise known as John Arpino. Today, I am joined by my partner in crime, Fit underscore D-Rock, David Roden. And today, we have a very special guest, guys. My man, JC, all the way down in Miami, Florida, otherwise known as, uh, hold on one second, I apologize, my phone locked, Fat Free Foundation. I do apologize, JC. JC, how are you today? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, JC... Before we get into the nitty gritty of your journey, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how much weight you're down to date? All right. So uh, I was born in, want me to go real far back? Just give me a little brief overview and then we'll, okay. and then we'll oh, yeah. take it far back. Okay. So um, I'm in Miami, Florida. I started my journey in February of 2019. I was weighing 431 pounds. And I, in 19 months, I dropped a total of 210 pounds. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One more time for everyone who wasn't paying attention. So I was weighing 431. And in 19 months, I lost 210 pounds. My man, that's amazing. All right, cool. Fantastic. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, basically one day I uh, was looking at Facebook and I saw that a few of my, uh, not buddies, acquaintances in high school, people you see in the halls and things like that. And uh, I found out that two guys uh, had died of a heart attack and they were in better shape than I was, way better shape than I was. So I thought, my God, if these guys, you know, died at 38 and they weighed 200 something pounds, I'm going to die tomorrow. So I couldn't sleep. Right. Freaked out, And I told my wife, you know what, I'm going to go to a cardiologist tomorrow just to see what's up, you know? So I went, I got an appointment. I got the girl in the front to, for him to see me right away. And um, I was actually having in my ankles, uh, they were turning really purple. Right. And uh, the ones on my right leg were really, really purple. And it happened to be that I wasn't getting enough blood flow mm -hmm. um, in my ankles. So, you know, the doctor told me, look, um, let's do some tests. They ran some tests. They did all the whatever, all the stuff that they do. And he said, look, give thanks to God that you're alive right now. But if you keep up at the rate that you're going based on what, how your leg is showing, you're dead in two years. Wow. Yeah, well. And are we allowed to say bad words in this? Absolutely. Oh, cuss up a storm, baby. <laughs> so these were my doctor's exact words. He goes, do you have a child? I said, yes. How old is your child? At the time, he was maybe three years old. And he said, okay, well, do me a favor. I'm going to be honest with you, man. You already fucked up your life. Uh, don't fuck up your kid's life. Do something about it. And, and this is my cell phone number and I want your wife to call me when she gets out of work. This is a top cardiologist in the, in, in the country. That's right. savage. No doctor <laughs> gives you their cell phone and says, tell your wife to call me. And when he goes, you fucked up your life. Now don't mess up your sons. I just started bawling. Right. I started crying, but crying. When I tell you crying, crying. <laughs> yeah. And I, I left there. I, I was done like that's it and I said I gotta make a change and ever since then I um I started doing uh paleo I didn't know paleo I, I thought okay let me find a diet that I would know that I could sustain right because I didn't want to drink protein shakes I didn't want to eat six times a day because let's be real unless you're in that world who the fuck eats six times a day uh yeah you know what I mean I wanted to be the normal guy who wore a large shirt who ate three times a day. And mm -hmm. if I did cardio today, great. If I did the next day, great. You know what I'm saying? Live a normal right. life. Absolutely. So um, I, I started looking at keto and then I figured, nah, it's too much fat. 
I started looking at other types of diets. I thought back at old school, the Atkins, right, you know, right. and, and then I thought, you know what, paleo, paleo lets me have all the meat that I want, all mm -hmm. the veggies that I want, and I can have certain carbs. Mm -hmm. So at least I'm having carbs. I'm not cutting right. them. So I'm like, all right, let me do paleo. Brother, I started doing paleo. I just started doing paleo and I couldn't walk. So my life was the bed to the dining room table to the sofa. I would have my baby on my chest. Okay. That was my life. Back to the dining room table, back to the bed. Wow. That was my life. I would shower every other day. My wife would have to tie my shoes because I couldn't tie my shoes. I was, I was telling uh, David, I was 10 pounds away from not being able to clean my ass straight up. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. I'm being honest. I, I mean, uh, absolutely. Man. Hey, listen, we've all, I, I mean, I could tell you personally, I was 510 pounds. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was bad. Uh, I couldn't walk because I'd get pains right away. Right. Um, and so I, I said, okay, I'm doing the diet. Now let me start walking. How can I walk? So I said, all right, let me grab my kid's stroller. So I'd walk like the old people. Push the stroller. <laughs> ah, little by little, little by little. I'd get tired. I'd lean on a car. Right. I'd lean on a car every five steps. I'd lean on a car and just keep on going, bro. And then that turned into one time around the block, two times, three times, four times, five times. Then I said, okay, let me go to the gym and we'll start doing cardio. Okay. Doing cardio, just regular, normal walking. So basically just walking. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, see, I, there's about 70% of personal trainers that I've been, that I see on social media constantly. I'd say, you have to strength train and do a bunch of big, heavy lifts to lose body fat. And if you don't, you're not doing it right. No. Is, 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 that, is that true? <laughs> it's not true. Okay. okay, that's to a certain point, yes, but no, it's not necessary. Correct. For me, when you're at a point where you just need to drop those pounds, Absolutely. as long as you cut your calories, even if you don't exercise, as long as you cut your calories and you just lay there, you're going to lose weight. 100%. Absolutely. You know? My friend, my friend Anthony says if when, you, when, you're at, when you're at a certain weight point, like where we all were at one, one point in time, you could just drink water and wiggle your ankles and you'll lose weight. You know what I mean? There you go. I, I tell everybody, it's hilarious. Right? I, go, I tell them, if going like this 100 times makes you sweat, you're going to drop weight. <laughs> so, so now we have, you know, your process so far, we have your why now let's take it back. How did we get to that heavy weight? How did we get to the point of your doctor telling you, Hey, you know, you fucked up. Right. All right. So when I was born, I was a preemie. So okay. I don't know if you guys know, or at least back then they would inject a lot of cortisone, a lot of different things to develop, you know, to, to make us grow. Right. That's what they would do to the preemies, at least back then in the, in, in the early 80s. This is what my parents told me. So when I was six months old, I wish I, I have a picture, I can send it later. I was a fucking butterball turkey. But when I was <laughs> fat, bro, fat, like fat, like not normal fat. Look like, looking like a, the Michelin baby boy. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a, he's a, like I'm there, I'm on, the, I'm on the beach and it's like, <laughs> just laying there so um that plus um i don't know how familiar you guys are with with hispanic uh customs talk to hispanic me Gra grandma tells you to eat everything abuelo all day every day all day you, every baby. day it's like the italians the yep. same thing it's eat 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 the more you eat the more of a man you are the more you eat the bigger you're gonna get everything is eat 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 so mm -hmm. that didn't help you know what I mean? Also, I was a very like hyper, hyper child, a lot of anxiety, a shitload of anxiety. So I would just sometimes just eat, 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 eat. And then, I mean, that's basically it. So I, I had the obesity problem my whole life. When I got to high school, I actually, on, in 10th grade, I actually dropped weight because I was getting attention from girls because I would always hear, you have such a beautiful face. You have such beautiful blue eyes, but you know, why don't you lose weight? You know what I mean? And what saved me was I had to overdevelop this outgoing personality yes. to, to win people over yep. and the girls and all that. And I said, you know what? I, I got kind of cocky in that moment. I said, I want to be like the perfect storm. I want to be able to look good and have the personality and just, kill the high school girls you know what i mean like how <laughs> right. you know what i mean oh yeah so i 
I said, I started to lose weight, man. And I dropped weight and it was like, forget about school. It was like party. It was like right. all, all girls, girls, girls. So how did you do it back then? So back then I would remember I would make like a turkey sandwich, your typical, what your parents always told you, you know, right. eat a little bit of food, have a turkey sandwich, have some fruits and don't eat at night. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I would, I would go, I would actually, I was the only guy at the gym that would do the aerobics class with all the girls. <laughs> I was the only guy, seriously. So I would get out of school. I would ride bike to the gym. So that was one cardio right there. I do weights. I get on the treadmill and I would do aerobics. Hmm. This was an everyday thing. And bro. Oh, and during lunch at school, I would run around the track. Okay. That takes wow. balls. I dropped that take, it. That takes balls. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I dropped it. I dropped it and it was great. And then I got my first girlfriend and shit went to hell. Like everything. I got comfortable. <laughs> I got fat and she got fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's called love weight. It's called love weight. Yeah. Happy weight. Happy yeah. weight. Um, but honestly, what, what took my life, what took my weight to another level was, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but I started making good money. Okay. No, that doesn't sound ridiculous at all. That doesn't sound ridiculous at all. I started making good money and I started living a more like, hey, let's go to better restaurants, mm -hmm. eat out every day. Why are we going to cook home? Let's have the $50 steak on Monday, the $60 lobster on Tuesday. It was the, we're living the life. Yeah. You know so, I mean? so for those that don't know, what do you do for a living? I'm a real estate broker. I sell real estate in Miami. But oh, I had a, back then I would fly all over the world. I even went to China and I would bring investors from there to buy in Miami. Wow. So, so, you're, I, so you're doing big corporate buildings? Like what, what are you special? Oh, residential. Residential, oh, residential properties. Yeah, residential. But, you know, back then I, I hooked up with the right people, people who were very well connected, good money. And I kind of, you know, they, like I said, I always had that personality, but I didn't have that circle of, a very, you know, rich people, I guess. Right. And they just they put me in that section and it was just like, boom. Isn't, isn't it funny how fat guy usually have the gift, the gap? It's like, we oh, have 100%. the gift, the gap first. Yes. And then, and then we get, and then we get the body. We get the body, but it doesn't come to way later in life. <laughs> yes. My favorite. I, I got a funny story for you on that. Cause um, I think I've, I may have talked about it on the podcast before. So like in college, I would like, I was, I mean, I, so I went to Central Michigan and Central Michigan University, and it's a big D1. And I remember going to college and I, I was friends with all the cheerleaders. I was friends with all the gymnasts. I was friends with, I mean, all the football players, every, all the athletes is who I was friends with. Right. And it was always funny because what would happen is I would literally get texts from the cheerleaders, from all these girls saying, Hey, are you going, are you going to the way ho? Are you going, where are you going? And girls would ask me where I'm going because they knew wherever I went, I would protect them. I'd have a fun time. But when push comes to shove, I wasn't going to try. This is, this is my mindset back then. Cause I was like, I was 400 plus pounds. So like, I'm not going to, I don't have a chance with these girls. So I'm just going to have a fun time, make friends and keep that. And then I'm, I'm going to protect them. And so like, whenever a guy got outlandish, I dealt with it. And then the girls felt safer on me. But then the funny part is when I started losing weight, I, when I first hit like a hundred pounds down, I got this friction with a lot of the girls. Cause I'm like, shit, are they attracted to me now? They're not attracted to me. Maybe, maybe <laughs> man, what's going on? Like, and I got like really, really kind of, there was like an issue here. Cause I'm like, fuck now now is there do i have a chance and uh, it's like i had to deal with this like that that step between the two because like before you just accept it as a linnell like oh that's not gonna happen so whatever i'm just gonna have fun and now it's like oh well shit maybe maybe i do have a chance and it, it was a fun transition i had and i know i don't i don't john didn't have this she was he's just a stud muffin who's engaged now so like <laughs> gift the gap babe. personality yeah. gift the gap you didn't need it that's it. He has it. He has you know what I'm saying? But anyway, back to my man, JC over here. So JC, as we were saying, so gift the gab took you to the right places, put you in, in front of the right people. You were making a ton of money, right? So now the money comes in. We're eating a lot better. Money comes in. And uh, butter has a lot of calories. Lobster <laughs> and butter has a lot of calories. Butter brings a lot of calories. So I, again, we started eating a lot. I started gaining weight. My wife got pregnant. Um, oh, is the wife is the wife the high school girlfriend or no? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no. 
No, no, no. I'm sorry, I had to ask. You're good, bro. <laughs> um, so she got pregnant, and then once we had the baby, um, I I wanted to be with him the whole time. Right. You know, I don't know if you guys got kids, but once you yeah. do, and I know it sounds everybody says the same thing, but bro, it is true, man. Once you have your kid, you just want to be with your kid the whole time. So, and since I wasn't in that rush of I have to go to the office, I have that nine to five. I was like, yeah, you know what? Let me stay home. He'd, he'd be with me. We'd watch movies. And it's like, if I was semi-retired, I wasn't retired, but I was just like, just yeah. my kid. I, I wouldn't care about anything else. So that, I wouldn't move. I wouldn't go anywhere. And then we would just eat. And I had a nanny. We, we, we got a nanny to live with us. And of course, the nanny cooks breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever we want. <laughs> It's like having your own personal chef. So we're and, and we're talking sugary French toast. We're not talking um, two eggs over easy, some egg whites, and a little <laughs> bit of. Uh... <laughs> we're talking South American fried arepas and all. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I need to come really to my. So, <laughs> so we, I was having literally three three arepas. Arepa. You know what? Do you guys know what arepas are? Yes, I do. I don't know if David does. Negatory Ghost Rider. I have no idea. What Imagine. Uh, I'm just gonna put sandwiches. Three sandwiches. Okay. Uh, like deep fried? No, it, I don't even know how to explain You're it. You're never going to be able to explain it to him. <laughs> he comes, he, he's a white kid from the cold. He's super Dutch here. We're, talk, we're talking super Dutch white boy right here. Yeah. He's, so, he's the male little Debbie, okay? That's, yeah. that's uh, all you have to know. <laughs> I'll yeah, just take that. I started eating, man. Um, and then I guess I started having, I would remember, I started having a beer at 4 p.m. For some reason, I wanted a beer at 4 p.m. I was never into drinking, but I'd have a beer at 4 p.m. Interesting. An beer. And little by little, man, it was just like gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight. Obviously, my wife would tell me. I'd get pissed off at her. She put up with a lot of crap because she would try to help me, and I'd blow up on her, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, you know... Just things got really bad. I started gaining weight and I don't know, man, just little by little, I knew that I was gaining weight, but I just kept on going. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, I couldn't stop it. And then uh, I went to, uh, when but I was now stopped. hold on now, what physical changes were you noticing? Because, you know, from, from my past experience and speaking to others, you know, who've lived the similar lifestyle as all of us, you know, sometimes at first we don't realize, especially when we've been obese for most of our life. Right. You know what I mean? We almost think it's normal to have to hold our breath to bend over to tie our shoes. And, th- and then when, yeah. And then when we are not able to tie our shoes anymore, we think that, you know, that's sort of normal. You know, we think it's normal to shop in just a DXL and not experience a JC Penney's and Macy's, you know, wherever the hell else normal people are shopping. That's not normal to us. We don't know that. Right. So what, like, were you noticing things were getting out of hand or are you just like, fuck this? I have this. Like it, it's whatever. No, I was noticing it, but I did nothing about it. Gotcha. I let it, I let it take over my life. For example, um, when I realized that I couldn't tie my shoes. Right. Uh, one day I was in Atlanta and I was walking in a park with my son and all of a sudden I couldn't walk. Hmm. I just couldn't walk. Too much pain. When I went on a cruise ship and I couldn't walk to the buffet table, that my wife had to take me to the room and literally punch my leg to give it like blood flow because I couldn't feel it. Wow. Okay. I have pictures there also. I can share all these things with you guys. Um, Sex. When you realize that you can only do one position. Uh, I'm being real. 100%. 100%. I won't admit it, but it's the reality. You know what I mean? It's it's being, (laughs) I was going to make that go savage. I'm like, no, I'm going to pause. No, like seriously. I mean, it's your stomach is huge. You can have like the biggest thing or not the biggest thing. It doesn't matter. Your stomach's in the way. It's just, absolutely. It's just physically can. It's got nothing to do with size. It's just your stomach. Yeah. Oh yeah. You breathe. You could, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't do anything, you know, but then you know what would happen? As soon as I was done, I'd go to the kitchen <laughs> and I'd want to eat. And then the next morning, the three arepas again with egg, ham and cheese. Yep. You know what I mean? A big ass coffee this big. You know, and, and go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's crazy how it really, depending on the individual, because like, obviously I just going back to the beginning of what you're saying, 
what there is some truth to that people that some people don't want to real like admit, which is there's some genetic disposition where it's like you can pack it on quick. Some people can pack it on friggin' quick that some other people just can't do. Like there's people out there that can put down 8,000 calories a day and yeah, there'll be 30 pounds of our weight, but they're not 200. Right. And it's like, it's crazy how certain people can just crank that body fat on quick and other people can, they can do basically eat the same things and yeah, they're going to be a little overweight, but not massive. And it's, the, I, I always say that this, and this is going to be up your alley too, because the finances is like, it's like um, credit card debt and debt. It's like, you can, you can zone out real quick and be in 25,000 in debt real quick. Easily. And, <laughs> and before you know it, you're like, oh, now I'm at 26% APR. This, uh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same thing. It just, it, 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 it crawls up and gets you. But at least for me, when I noticed that it, it was the end, that's it. Aside from the doctor was when I realized that I wouldn't want to see my family when I would turn down a client. Okay. Mm. I would sell multi-million dollar condos, which means if I sold a $1 million condo, I made a $30,000 paycheck. Right. Okay? So let's put this in, in, so you guys can understand it. I would turn away a $30,000 paycheck because I was embarrassed for that person to see me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was always the guy that even if I was chubby, fat, whatever you want to call it, I was the first one on the dance floor. I was the funniest guy on the table. Yep. I was the guy that was the most outgoing one. Okay. Um, and it got to a point where not only now was I limited physically, but now I was limited mentally. And it caught up to you. So once that hit, that was when it's like, okay, my life hit rock bottom. I'm done. I'm out of here. Like there's not, there's no reason for me to live except for my kid and my wife. Mm-hmm. no more motivation and then once i heard the thing with the doctor bam done and that was it and that's where that was my password now turned into absolutely so of- so so take me through it now i know we briefly went over it before so doctor has a conversation with you 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 know look through all the diets you choose paleo now walk me through your first week of paleo what was that like um i didn't want to stress myself out so what i did was i hired a uh, meal prep company mm, okay you know how they have them oh yeah and um i would i would order the portions that were double protein i would pay an extra two dollars per meal to have Yay. double protein gotta gotta have and all protein. i would do was i would divide that into two so i'd have one for lunch one for dinner and okay. then for breakfast i would have for example egg whites with i would throw in low sodium ham i would even get the ham and wash it so all the sodium <laughs> yeah. can get off Mm-hmm. You know, I would squeeze it, chop it, throw it in there. That was my breakfast. I had all protein for breakfast. Then I had my lunch and I had my dinner. I now, were you counting calories at this point? Have you ever counted I, calories? I didn't count it. Yeah, I okay. didn't count it because I really, I'm too much of a perfectionist. So I had to be either all out, either do it 100% or don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew I had to change that. You know what I mean? So I said, you know what? Let me just... Do, do it how it is. And I'm not going to count calories. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to weigh myself. I'm not going to do shit. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And I did that and walk. I love it. I swear to you, just that and walk. My first year, I lost a hundred and something pounds. I love it. The something I can't, I have it written down somewhere, but that was enough to get me down. Once I lost that weight, there is a franchise here. You guys probably have it too. It's called Nine Round. Nine no. Round. Uh, I've heard of it, but I, I, we don't have it. Okay, so it's a kickboxing 30-minute circuit training system. Okay. So uh, it's a trainer included. You go in at whatever time. It, it's, it's, uh, it, there's it's no like, class times. Every three minutes, a new, set, a new, a new gotcha. round begins. Oh, and you always just, just jump in. Just jump in. Cool. So I'm like, okay, our trainers is going to be a shitload of money, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, with this, I pay 80 bucks, 90 bucks. Trainer included, I'm going to do it. All right, perfect. You do two rounds of, of weights, whatever certain weights they tell you that day, and the rest is cardio. You finish with abs, you're done for the day in 30 minutes. Bro, I fell in love with the place, man. There was this girl that she saw how hard I was trying, and she's like, uh, you know what? You're a big guy. You need put put more muscle. Let me let me add more weights to, your, to each round. 
So each round was in three minutes. I had to do weights and cardio in each round. Okay. 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 And she wouldn't charge me extra. She actually took the time and helped me. And man, my body just started changing. And I'm a big frame guy. So I, the shoulder started popping, the arm started popping. Mm -hmm. like, Holy shit. Like I like this. Yeah. You know? And um, so I was already kind of like, okay, I'm losing weight. I'm looking better, but I still, how is it possible? All these guys maintain their bodies shredded all the time. It's impossible that they just eat chicken and broccoli their entire lives. It's impossible. So I started looking at YouTube In YouTube. I started looking at recipes and I find out how to do protein popsicles, protein pancakes, protein cake, protein, everything. Right. But for example, if the recipe said two egg yolks and five egg whites and a protein powder, I would do everything except for the egg yolks. I would do gotcha. it even stricter. Bro, I tried 30 different proteins to try to find the texture to make it as best as possible. Bro, I can make the best freaking pancake made out of protein. <laughs> You'll have life without any oats. Really? I'm you right now. Delicious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I started using those little tricks. So when I was hungry, I'd make my little cake, put a little bit of almond butter on top, and that's what helped me survive. My man was hacking his food. Yeah, that's what we, yeah, John, John's a huge advocate of food hacking, just finding I'm different huge. unique ways yep. to take your favorite you kind to. of naughty meals and make them, make them work. That's, that's what I did, bro. And, and believe it or not, that's what helped me survive. Because let's be real, man. Paleo all day, every day for two years. Come on. So, you can't, you can't. so uh, when I'm looking at one of these recipes, you guys got to watch this guy's video, man. Um, I see, you know, on the side, they have those videos. It says, there's one that says I became, uh, I went from obese to a, to a, to a WBFF bodybuilder. Yep. WIFBB or uh, IFBB. No, WBFF. Oh, WBFF. Okay. In, in two years, I see a picture of a big guy, bro, who ends up, shred, bro, photoshopped in real life. <laughs> like that. Like, holy shit. So I tell the owner of Nine Round, I'm like, he's a professional bodybuilder. I'm like, I want you to train me for this. They have a transformation division. They don't care if you have loose skin. Can you train me? He's like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yes, I want to do it. I don't care. How much will you charge me? I'll pay you. Right. And he's like, well, you know, honestly, my, my wife's mother is not, she has cancer. I'm like, listen, I'll pay you up front, bro. Like, <laughs> Let's just do it. And he's like, okay, you don't have to pay me up front, but don't worry about it. Let's, let's get it done. Whatever. We start everything great. I'm starting to work out. COVID, bam. Everything Classic. closes. So we're like, fuck, what do I do? I was, I was all excited. There was a show in, in July, in August, you know, the whole year. Every month they had a different show in a different city. And Miami was on lockdown and we would have to sneak into the gym Every morning, <laughs> we would put the pads on the door because we happen to have a bakery, which the bakeries didn't close down. Gyms did. And all the cops would come in the morning to have <laughs> food in the bakery. So we would have to close the, the block the thing so nobody could see that we were in there. That's funny. And the, and the trainer would invent, invent and do pulleys and different things because it wasn't a full gym. Right. And we do our own. We would do our own exercises, bro. <laughs> and I would go every single day and follow my diet and do everything I needed to do. And it came to, this was in January. In October was my first competition. It was in Atlanta. Yep. I had lost 210 pounds. Um, David, if you can show him the pictures. I, I'm not saying this to brag, but I was ripped. Oh, yeah. dude, honestly, like yeah. you would, you, I mean, I'm not like in comparison game. You look better than me on stage. There's no question about it. You did better than me. I, I, I had saggy skin, but nasty, saggy skin. And my abs were popping. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I was shredded and I went on stage and I competed. I'm, with I'm looking at your pictures right now. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> This yeah. is absolutely insane. Yeah, we're we're, we're definitely going to link your Instagram to the, to the video and to the audio, but this is this is fucking insane. Yeah, dude, he to like to think that he was 440 and how lean he got on stage. Yeah. 
It, oh, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Absolutely insane. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was work, bro. It was work. But you know what? Everybody was pigging out. Everyone had the COVID excuse. I can't mm-hmm. That's right. why I give a shit what anybody wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause, pause. I thought when catastrophic events that we can't control happen, we immediately make worse decisions for ourselves by treating our body like garbage, by drinking too much, eating too much, sitting all day for the, for the fact of something that we can't control. I thought that's how everyone's supposed to live, right? That's how everybody else lived, not how I <laughs> I mean, listen, it, it's funny you say that. I got into the best shape of my life when COVID first started because of the fact that COVID pushed me to be better, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't want to be one of those stories of the guy who lost a fuck ton of weight and then gained it all back as a world lockdown. Yeah, right? not going to happen. Love so, it. I love it. Well, I want to know what was the mindset shift for you? Like, obviously, you have to feel fucking amazing. Balls to the walls. You just competed. But let's take it back just a little bit. When you realize shit is actually changing, right? Like, wh- what's going through your mind? And like, how's the relationship with you and your wife going at that point? Um, so this before the competition. Yeah. Yeah. Way, like, at, like as the weight is starting to pour off, you know, after, after that first hundred pounds, after the first hundred pounds, like when you decide that you're going to do this, this, this show, like what is going through your mind and you know, the relationship at home and everything like that. All right. So I, I would always, um, at home, everything was good. Uh, the only thing that had my wife worried was COVID that right. since I was out and her father is in dialysis that okay. I could, you know, I'd get something and then he wouldn't survive COVID. Um, but, you know, again, we, I always had a mask. I always cleaned my hands. And mm-hmm. I mean, thank God everything was fine. But that was the only problem that I had. She was happy that she saw that I was losing weight. I mean, imagine she's, she was getting a brand new toy. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, she supported me in that sense. Um, she just hated the fact that, you know, when, when, if she wanted to have a glass of wine with me, I wouldn't have it. Mm. Even that little sip. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes she just needed that. Just, just give me those five minutes. Just have that little sip so I can feel like I'm having that, that right. moment with you. But I wouldn't do it. because That's I, a real issue for a lot of people. Yeah. I, I was laser focused on, I mean, this is how, I know this is not healthy to say, but for you to achieve what I achieved, you need to get obsessed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, you got to get obsessed. There's that saying: if you want to, if you want to be the best, you got you got to be obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. That is so true, you know. Uh, but I try to involve my family as much as possible. Mm-hmm. When I would do my protein shakes, I would have my son do them with me. Mm-hmm. I tell him, you know, Papi, Papi's like a baby daddy, whatever. Love talk. Yeah. Um, you, you want to do a YouTube video with daddy? So we would do a protein cake video and my dad would be like, welcome to my dad's fat free with JC channel. <laughs> you know, I would involve my family mm-hmm. so they can at least feel that they were a part of this journey. Right. Um, and um, shit. Now I blanked out. Um, you're doing the videos with your son. You're include. you know, you have the laser focus. Right. So I'm laser focused. I'm ready to go. I, I want to do this. I mean, I got so into it that it turned into, I need to give my son that trophy. I need to see him on the floor, on the chair, seeing that his dad gets that trophy. And that's what I would use as fuel every single day. I mean, it got to a point where I would be on the treadmill. I would close my eyes and I would picture the moment and I would cry. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing. Okay. And I lived it. I lived it. And, um, every time I would do a rep that I, I couldn't hold it anymore, that it just, my arms were about to fall off. I, I felt like the psycho at the gym. I would close my eyes and I would just say champion, 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 champion. I would just say champion, champion, champion. And I would do a hundred more reps <laughs> by mentally just getting in that zone. Mm-hmm. You know? it, it's, I find that fascinating because I did the same thing. Like. Um, after I'd lost my first 50 and like, I got down the first 50 and I made the big shift to like, I'm going to lose 200 and then getting to this point where right after my first two excess skin removal surgeries, um, I remember it's like what, four years ago now, I mean, after the two excess skin removal surgeries, I looked to myself, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do a bodybuilding show. I'm going to do, I'm going to compete. I'm going to really do this. 
And one of my biggest motivations is I would just sit there, close my eyes and visualize myself just fucking shredded, yeah. standing on stage, bawling my fucking eyes out. And like everyone looking at you, like, why are you crying? And he goes, you don't understand, but that's fine. I'm shredded on stage and bawl my fucking eyes out. <laughs> we literally visualize the same thing. I love it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, man. Because so that's that's basically what I what I did for motivation and stuff. And and it was always my son. It was always my son. And my one, I told my trainer one time what my motivation was. And every time that I couldn't do something, he'd come behind me. He'd be like, "Do you want to lose in front of your son?" <laughs> Oh, I'm savage. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I would turn into the Hulk. I'd be like, <laughs> Bro, he would always do it. Like, he knew yeah. where to hit. He knew where to hit. Absolutely. That's fun. And, and, brother, I fucking got on stage. The guy that came that lost the closest to me was he lost 185 pounds. Like, when he saw me, he was like, wow like he's like he's like no like no way <laughs> like he saw my son i'm like hey I, I told my son i'm like look he's just like daddy he lost the same like daddy right. you know he used to be really big like daddy and, and now he's not right and then he looks at my son he goes your dad is the man <laughs> <laughs> yeah he told that he tells my wife i wish i had a wife like you that that could put up with this because <laughs> what was done here is unheard of. So that's when I kind of realized what I had achieved because mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't, I didn't, I didn't notice what I would achieve. And people would tell right. me, do you not realize what you've done? I'm like, no, bro. Like I, I didn't realize that. I'm just doing me, man. I'm just doing yeah. me and I'm doing my exactly. son. Like that's what he, that's like, boom. like mm -hmm. laser focused on winning that shit. That's yeah. all that I wanted to do. And, uh, so yeah, the show was like amazing. I walked out and you hear the crowd because they put your before picture in the back. Right? Yep. When I walked out, oh man, it was like, oh, everybody was like freaking out. Like, like my wife was like, there was people cheering for you that I had no idea who the hell they were. <laughs> and, but I couldn't hear everything on stage, but, right. mm -hmm. but you would hear the echoes like from everybody like in shock. And, um, when I get off the stage, I tell my, I sent, I, I text my trainer. I'm like, how did I do? And he sends me the picture and he's like, there's nothing to say. And he sends me the picture and I'm like at a pose like this. Yeah. Plop, plop, plop. <laughs> and he's like, killer, like done, like <laughs> killed it. Like there's, that's it. Like, don't even bring anybody else out. You know what right. I mean? And, uh, whatever. I was super happy. And then, I gave my son the medal. I, 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 my wife records. I thought it was a trophy, but they give us a medal. And I have the video. And I have a video of me and I, that I give my son the medal. And I give him a kiss. And that was it, bro. And it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. I kissed my trainer. Um, I told him, bro, if I win, I'm going to make out with you. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, like, you can do whatever you want if you win. <laughs> That's amazing. That's too. Now, one of the things I want to pivot to, because I, I, right before we started, we, I had this conversation because I know, I, it, it, contrary to popular belief, and like when, when it comes to doing a bodybuilding show and you're doing things so restrictive, you're, you're doing things that are very tough to sustain. And oftentimes there's a relapse to it. Like for me, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like I'm, my competition weight on stage, I was like 212. And in eight weeks, I went from 212 to 258 in eight weeks. And it's savage. Like, now, obviously, I, like, you look at the picture and I, I filled out. It's not like crazy, like super fat, but I filled out. And you're like, holy crap, how did that happen? I know you, had, you said you had a story with that. So yeah. what, after the, the, your, the bodybuilding shows, you had some type of event. I don't even know what it is yet. How was that transition? So at, um, as soon as I finished the show... I had um, five weeks later, there was another show in Miami. So I just continued training. So I didn't really do any, any bounce. It's called bounce back. What you're yep. talking about. 
Right. And, and I didn't get any bounce back because I just continued training to get even better for the following show. I was already had this momentum and I'm like, shit, I want to do this shit back to back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, when I did the Miami one in the Miami one, that one was like, nobody was anywhere, like nowhere near, like, and no disrespect to anyone. It's just, of course, yeah, nobody you were just... else went, not even over a hundred pounds. It wasn't even mm-hmm. like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just wasn't, no. And then uh, after that one, then I got comfortable and you put on up to 258 with 40 something pounds in eight weeks, yeah. I put 29 pounds in one month, yeah. <laughs> one month, but, but it, it's, it's 20 of those pounds, let's say 19 of those pounds were water. Mm-hmm. Right. You Definitely. Deplete, you deplete and you Absolutely. get so dry that, you know, your body just sucks it in and saves it. Right. Yep. You know? Um, but as uh, now that I learned of that, now I know what to do on the next show. I know right. that the next show, it's, it's another cheat day. You know what I mean? And then you just got to continue, maybe not as intense, but you can't just boom. Stop. Oh, yeah. Just you, can't, yeah. you know what I mean? So Pizza. That's, <laughs> that's my recommendation because mentally, bro, it fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was sure. like, where are my abs? Where are my abs? You know what I mean? In less than a week. Because let's be real. Uh, a show body is a rented body. It's rented. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> what a lot of people don't understand at all. They don't understand that literally it takes it takes a week to do that of like water depletion, salt depletion, all this kind of stuff to make your skin super thin, to do all these type of things to do all like, but it's not, it's fleeting. It's fleeting. Yeah. yeah. And and that's, that's, uh, that's what happened to me after the Miami show. I put that weight on, you know, we went to Texas. So we started having barbecue and this and all that and boop, it went up. And then uh, I decided to have, I'm going to compete. So the winners of the shows in the United States will compete in the world transformation show, which is in Las Vegas, August 13th. Interesting. Oh, Poro was doing that show, right? Oh no, his is the 15th, his show. Poro's is doing it. Poro's doing it. Oh, okay. I thought his show was on the 15th. Yeah, I went to see Poro in Atlanta when, where he went to. Oh, okay. I went to see him there. Um, and we met up and, you know, we talked and he's, he's, he qualified for Worlds. Yes. So he's going to do Worlds. So I'll be on the same stage with him that day. Nice. Um, it's going to be a really good show. Like, really good show. There's a lot of... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get out to Vegas for that. Yeah, it's going to be really good, man. Um, so, yeah. That's the next competition. So I thought, okay, in Atlanta, I competed against two people that both had tummy tuck surgeries. Mm-hmm. I didn't have tummy tuck surgeries and I was leaner than they were. So I said, if this is going to be worlds and I'm going to be challenged, I don't know if you guys, you follow into fitness, all these guys from Australia, yeah. these guys are badasses. Oh yeah. The Australia, London, yep. this is like they live for gyms. Yep. So if you want to beat any of these people, I'm like, I got to take my skin off. So February 1st, I did a tummy tuck. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So I technically only have four and a half months to prepare for Worlds, but- Are you cleared to lift yet? I'm already lifting, yeah. Uh, Yeah, okay. Technically, I got cleared like a week and a half ago. Right. But I was lifting before, but to a certain (laughs) amount. Yeah, all right. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you didn't do what I did after my yeah. first guest. I, I, I went on a roller coaster to eight weeks afterwards and I tore my incision. Don't do that. No. <laughs> no. I just, I just had my chest done in February also. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, that's the thing. So that's my next chapter where now I'm training for, um, worlds and then hopefully just, you know, win. But I, this time I'm actually like, not going with that mentality of I'm going to win because I did the surgery and I know that that may or may not put me back. I don't know. We'll see how my body. Well, here's the thing. I mean, once you develop that, that laser focus, you can turn it on and off. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I, that's, that's something that I've learned. And a lot of the people around me, you know, they say the same thing. Once you pick up that trait, it's like, okay, I could do this. Like I, I've already done this before. I could do it again, you know, but 
the same mentality that you walked into that last show. I mean, I'm just giving you my two cents. The last, yeah. you know, the, the, the same mentality that you had, you telling yourself you're going to win, you're going to win, you're going to win, you're going to win. Fucking do the same exact fucking thing. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? You already won this shit, you know? Like, you walk into Vegas like, fuck it, I'm the high roller. I already fucking won. Yeah. You know? And that that's how you win. That's how you keep the momentum going. Yeah. No, I got the momentum. I just, yeah. the surgery kind of like made me hindered the process. Yeah. Reality in a sense. Right. It's the surgery. It's the healing of how flat will I be? So what did you do? Did you, did you do a hip to hip or you did full uh, circumferential? I did, so I did felt to like from here to here. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. hip to hip. Cool. Yeah. No more than hip to hip, a little bit farther back, but okay. Um, well, I'm tight, like tight, 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 tight. Yeah. So we'll 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 see. Again, I if we go based on what I've lost, like total transformation, I'm gonna be up there. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be up there. If they go by total shreddedness, that's where I can't guarantee because I don't know how low. Yeah, the how the swelling and how, how the swelling is going to drop in the next five five right. months no i it, i totally get you that's, and it's that's the only part that has me like eh, you know now I mean? question for you this is this is going to be something and i, I don't want you to like because again some people have the switch some people don't i just want to see where your where your head's at um especially within the alg community you have people that have lost 200 pounds that have lost 300 pounds lost a hundred pounds. Some of them have flipped the switch. I'm never going back. This is it. Like there is not a shadow of a doubt, like for myself, like th- there's just this, the God honest truth. There is not, I would die before I allow myself to go back to 400 pounds, period. Like I will do whatever it takes to keep myself to where I'm at. In your honest opinion, cause you're in momentum right now. You, you, you're in the, you're in the peak of your transformation. You're in the high of your bot, like the bodybuilding shows, where are you at mentally when it comes to, is there any shadow of a doubt you you fear going back or are you just like, it's already done? No, I mean, I will always live with the fear. Okay. Which will keep me from going back. I respect that. Of course. But I know that I will never go back. Mm-hmm. I won't. Oh, I guess, I guess I do the same thing. Like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's knowing that it's possible, but like, oh, yeah. Like, but like the, we, we've had talks with people on the community calls where it's like people are outright scared to go back in the sense that they don't think they can sustain it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sustaining yeah. it. Like, yeah. Period. Like I'm sustaining it. I, I, I will do until God allows me to do it. I will do a bodybuilding show every year. One. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I'm the same way in the sense of accountability. I, lo- I love having whatever whatever that accountability is. I love that. Whether it's I'm going to do a 5K or I'm going to do a, a marathon or I'm going to do a bodybuilding show or something that has this gives you a sense of accountability that you have. You got to keep your keep your edge. Yeah. It, I'm doing a show no matter what, period. Yeah. So no, that's a great mindset. That's one. And the other one is I I don't know if you guys know the, the Fat Free Foundation. Everything started as Fat Free with JC. That was I love original. that. And then I changed the Fat Free Foundation because I, I legit opened up a full-blown foundation. Oh, really? Obviously, to be fat-free. That's what it's called. And it's oh, to yeah. help obesity. Kids, adults, it doesn't matter. Don't give a shit. Just period. I, wanna, I, love that. I want I made up a, a slogan, and it said, obesity almost killed me, and now it's time for me to kill obesity. So that's, that's what I do. That's what I want to do. And I, I love it. I, I give free workouts. I do, but I don't charge, man. Everybody's trying to make money. I don't charge, but that's something that keeps me motivated. The mm-hmm. fact that you guys call me or tell me, hey, you want to be on my podcast? Yeah. The, I want to get more popular because that's what's going to keep me in everybody's eyes and it's going to keep me from eating that extra donut. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's keep me from getting fat again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want. Okay. You know what I mean? And, well, you're, and, put, you're putting and, your journey public and the shows yeah the shows. Well, because you're put you're putting yourself out there once you put yourself out there you have to hold yourself accountable to everything that you're saying 100%. you know 100%. that's why i feel like i was so successful with my weight loss because once i was putting you know most of my if not all my journey on instagram it was like fuck i can let myself down all i want but now i have this following you okay. know i have tw- <laughs> i have twenty eight thousand followers now you know like that's a lot of fucking people like at the end of the day, like that's a lot of goddamn people, 
And when I say something, I need to back that up or else well, I'm a liar now. You know what I mean? Like, and that's another thing. You can lie to yourself all fucking day long. You start lying to other people. That's terrible. I mean, lying to yourself is bad enough, but once you put something out there and you don't follow through with it, you know? So let me ask you, uh, bodybuilding show, we could check that off the list. Obviously, you said you want to have one every year. You just had um, a tummy tuck. Do you see yourself having any other excess skin removal surgeries? No. No? No. Okay, cool. That's it. There's no, there's no need. I don't, I don't care. I mean, I, I, I have like in my, you can't see because of the shirt, but like I have a little bit of looseness, but like my arms are, I don't know if you can see. But yeah, absolutely. You're they're jacked, fucking, bro. they're fucking yeah. pythons. Yeah. You're fucking Jack. You want, you want to know how you fix loose skin? You get fucking pythons. <laughs> get big. That's it. Yeah. But no, I don't, I don't plan on doing any loose skin. No, no more. Sur- I don't want any more surgeries. I just want right now just to maintain. I my next goal is to learn to now take my body to that ripness with without the skin, and how am I going to stay within ten pounds, five, eight, ten pounds within that, and mm-hmm. try to live. That. That's the game I play. Yeah, that's, See, that's the fun that one. Yeah, yeah. you haven't you haven't had that too much experience yet. That's that's the next level because no. like right. obviously you have the weight loss side and then you have the sustainability side, and they're two yeah. different two I different games. Have the, I want to keep my abs the whole year side. Mm-hmm. That's what my new goal is. So I, I want to see if I maybe don't deplete so much. I don't know. Well, I'm going to play with it. I'm going to play with it. A lot of abs is genetics too. Yeah. You know, that's what people don't realize as well. You either have the genetics or you don't, which I'm yeah. not, I'm not coming at you at all or anything like that. Right. But there's people that think, you know, you drop a whole shit ton of weight and it's boom, instant abs. You know, you get a tummy tuck, boom, instant abs. You have to have the genetic. Well, exactly. Well, I know. You preachers are the choir here, bro. I had, I've had abs like three times in my life since this weight journey started. You know, and I'm trying to get them back right now. Well, look, all I can tell you, it's all your diet. Because I right. didn't do abs not one time. And you saw how I got on. Oh, 100%. Food. Not one time. So it's all your diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And that whole, oh, I took off the skin. I'm going to be ripped. Yeah, right. They took yeah. off at least 15 pounds of skin. And I'm telling you right now. Um, I felt fatter than when I was fat. Yep. Because Absolutely. you get bloated. Yeah. yeah. You get swollen as shit, man. Yeah. And then you're like, what the hell did they do to me? Uh, what's going to How come my abs are now? So, so have you been getting the uh, lymphatic massages? I did. Um, I yeah. I still do them. How, 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 what did you feel about them? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. See, I never did that when I had my tummy tuck or even oh, my chest oh. surgery. I never had, I never did it. That that's what helps with the with with the water and the, the swelling and all that stuff. I and I went all out. I did it seven days a week. The yeah. first couple of weeks. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely do them. I, I I strongly recommend it. I think that's why I'm I, I actually healed so fast. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Technically I've already been working out for a month. Right. So um I don't know what else to tell you. What else can I tell you that Part of my story, unless <laughs> no, you man, we're definitely actually, it's one of the things that um that you, you had said beforehand, it's actually a pivot back because I think it's it's important too because it, it shows you surgery isn't the end all be all and it's a it's a tool and depending on how things work for you, it can benefit you, it can hurt you. Um, we were just talking about this a little bit because I would, because obviously some people have surgery, some people don't when it comes to the enhancement of it. Uh, you had a, a lap band a few years ago and it just failed completely, correct? Yeah. So, oh, wow. I had no idea. Yeah. So back uh, 2004, I had a lap band. Okay. Back then, it was in a research study phase. It, it didn't really fully exist. It wasn't approved by the FDA. So I tried to have a gastric bypass. That got denied by the insurance. And then the lady... Like I said, I've always been a nice, charming person. Some lady calls me. She's like, hey, we're going to have this. You might want to be a part of this research study, blah, blah. So I got me and a friend of mine into a research study. So we got it for free. The lab band for free. We got paid, medical attention, everything. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Nutritionists, psychologists, like the works, everything, free. So I, I put on the band. I started losing weight because I start going off. I'm, I'm 100% in or 100% out. So I start get the band. I start doing exercise, exercise, exercise. They start timing the band, timing the band. Bro, I lose a shitload of weight. Everybody that is there, I'm like the most hated guy because I'm the one that lost the most weight and nobody else barely lost weight. Right. But it was because I busted my ass in the gym. It right. wasn't mm-hmm. really the actual tool. 
as time went on, I, you know, I would eat more. And what would happen was the band was so tight that my esophagus would act like a stomach. Okay. So my esophagus almost exploded because the food would stay here. Right. Instead of go down. Remember, it's a ring that they put right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, they took it off and whatever. They just gained weight again. But I started three years ago, I started getting this really bad reflux. I mean, I'm sleeping and I would wake up throwing up acid. Wow. It was really bad. So I'm like, okay, well, how do I get it fixed? Luckily, the surgeon that fixes it does gastric sleeves. He's one of the top surgeons. So he's like, look, I mean, I can't really promise you that I can do a sleeve or anything like that because based on the, the, um, the endoscopy that we did, that shit looks pretty fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, so they went in, they fixed the whole issue with the esophagus. They tightened my esophagus. And basically what he was able to do was um, remove the damaged portion where that, that the, 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 the band wraps around. I don't know if you've ever seen one. It's like, yeah, it looks like a belt, basically yeah, a twist a belt. belt. So I get that damaged part. He was able to remove it because he couldn't do a, a, a regular sleeve surgery because if he cut, I would have a leak. If I would have a mm -hmm. leak. I would die. Right. So he just, he was able to fix the problem and I just, you know, whatever. I took advantage of the fixing of the problem. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's always so crazy too. Cause like you were at a point where like literally not, not, not to say no one had options, but it's like, you can't even get VSG or any of these surgeries. Cause like the, the failure of the lap band, you're like, you're, this is it. Like you yeah. better figure it out net quote unquote the, through just, just food because there is no other options. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> luckily, I mean I'm not going to lie. It, it, it helped in the sense that, okay, that, that, that portion that he removed, okay. Went from eating, 10 plates of food to eating three. Right. You know what I mean? Like there was a certain amount of restriction, but like, it wasn't like a VSG that, for example, you get a VSG, you have a drumstick and you're done. You know what I mean? I could still have a half a chicken, rice and beans. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so yeah. Can I have three plates? No, I can't, you know, but I didn't, I didn't have the half an egg and, and I was dying. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, surgery, Yes, it is a tool. Yes, it can help. But bottom line, it's your diet and it's your freaking head. It's always your head. What, um, so obviously you started this foundation and then you, what's the, uh, you always, you, you can change the process all you want, but in your head right now, you have this foundation to help people with obesity transformations and really taking that on. What is your way of doing that right now? Is it, coaching is it speaking engagements is it helping plans what what kind of is your vibe at this point i am i am i am simply copying what i did and giving it to other people okay that's it i am i am inventing my system that i did okay i'm not taking credit for it because i'll tell them it's a paleo diet it's this it's this and that i'm just mm -hmm. guiding the person being that motivating factor yep. and I say, okay you're going to do this so I, for example i have personal trainer I have a nutritionist. I have a psychologist. I have everyone that I had during my journey. Mm -hmm. I have a company that the company that did the foods for me. Um, and what are we doing? They'll offer whatever they can donate to help people, you know, to get them going. Eventually, mm -hmm. yeah, they would want to sell them the meal plans and things like that. But at least at the beginning, of course, at least build some momentum. Yeah. Right. You start by saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to give you a month for free at the gym. I'm going to give you, you know, a month free of psychology of psychological help. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and at least I'm doing something to benefit people. hundred percent. Now the, the, I don't know if I can, I'm not going to say names, but one of, one of the big hospitals here in, in Miami, um, I'm talking with the director, the doctor and we're trying to see if for young, the young teenage, teenagers, like 18, 19, in that range, okay. that are very obese that you, know, that you know that just won't lose the weight if the hospital will operate them free. Okay, incredible. So I'm trying to go wherever I go, you know, in a karate school, kids to get them into karate so they can be active. 
Mm-hmm. You know, little things like that. If I can get a week free from everybody in the community and give it to everyone, everyone wins here. Yeah, because, because some people are going to stick. Like that's just that's just a, you may not get all of them, but at least you're going to build some yeah, yeah, momentum. Yeah, yeah, you're, exactly. yeah, So that's that's my goal. And cool. um, the the my main dream, dream, dream is to be that motivational speaker. Um, like I've been invited to speak at hospitals. I've been invited to speak at universities about motivation. Mm-hmm. And I like doing that. I want to travel and motivate. But my latest thing now with the, with the foundation is I. I'm getting my uh, NASM certification, the, the personal yeah. training. Yep, uh-huh, yep, yep, uh-huh. yep. So I start class tomorrow because I want to focus on helping the six, 700, five, 400 pounders. Yep. Can't leave their house. I want to be the guy that gets them off that bed. Yep. I feel you, That's man. my goal. I don't, I don't want to sound mean, but I don't, I don't want to help the guy that wants to get ripped for stage. I yep. want to help the one that can't. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, if I can do something where I can find a system of home workouts and all those things for, but for those types of people, mm-hmm. that's what I want to do. That's my latest plan. I love it. I love we're, it. We're, we're, we're all very much alike, especially you and I, I feel the same exact way. And that's a big reason why Dave and I came together to create the accountable life group. So definitely, you know, outside of this podcast, I would definitely like to talk to see how we all could work together going forward. And, you know, with your amazing, foundation bro. and everything. I would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. I have, bodybuilding.com is like super into helping also. Yeah. I mean, everyone who I pitch this to is genuinely wants to help, man, because it's bad. Like, it's bad. I don't know if you guys get messages, but I've gotten messages from people that said, you know, hey, I was about to literally drink poison to kill myself, but I Mm -hmm. just saw your transformation video Mm -hmm. and you gave me a reason to live. Absolutely. Like, I think I gave me hope just for the shit that I hear. Mm hmm. I, yeah, I feel that, man. And I know it sounds funny, but I mean that in the most serious way. I'm not yeah. trying to be funny with that. It's, it's insane. Like, I couldn't sleep. I have moms that tell me my son tried to kill himself. Yep. Like, I want to be that guy that gets that 13-year-old boy to have a fucking girlfriend. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because I know how it feels. And I take that yeah. shit to heart, man. Like, it, I, it's just, there has to be a way to fix this fucking problem. There's a reason why guys like you and I and David have lived the lifestyle and the life that we lived before all this, because it's going to help us into the future. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're put on this earth for this reason. And now we're, we're right in the spot where we're supposed to be to try to help as many people as possible. So yeah. I, it has been a pleasure to meet you. Um, I want to wind down this podcast, but before we do, uh, I like to end the podcast with a series of questions. So can I ask you those questions right now, JC? Awesome. JC. So JC, if you can go back in time and talk to yourself you know, right around when the doctor had told you, you know, you fucked up, right? So you have no idea what's about to come next. You don't know if you're actually going to do this whole thing or not. What would you go back and tell yourself? Lift weights sooner. <laughs> <laughs> respect it. Yeah, I respect that. I like that. Well, because I waited till I was 299 to start. And I, right. I, if I would have started earlier, I probably would have looked even <laughs> <laughs> Looked even more yoked on stage. <laughs> And uh, also three solid pieces of advice for people listening at home. They don't necessarily have to be about weight loss. Love yourself. Uh, No matter how deep you think you are, that life is done. It's not done. There is always a solution, whether it's pills, whether it's weight loss surgery, whether it's gyms, whether it's personal trainers, whether whatever the hell it is. There is always a way out. Don't, don't let obesity finish your life. Mm-hmm. And the third one, if you start in this journey, it's hard as hell. But if you finish it, oh my God, what you're going to feel is something that you've never felt before. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel invincible your life is going to change. You're going to, you, you would have achieved the most difficult thing to achieve in life if you make it happen. So if you start it, no matter what, just finish it. Absolutely. It took you 40 years to get fat. You have a chance to lose it all in a year and a half. I lost it in 19 months. I'm no different than you. Just do it. 
I love that. JC, how can people reach you online? Plug your social, plug your YouTube, plug whatever the hell you got going on. Um, you can go to my Instagram. It's uh, at Fat Free Foundation. My Facebook is Fat Free Foundation. And my YouTube is Fat Free Foundation. <laughs> really easy. If you go to my YouTube, this is important for everybody. If you go to my YouTube, one of the local gyms gave me the, uh, he let me borrow his gym on a Saturday night. They closed the gym and I recorded myself doing over 60 different exercises that you could do at a gym with detailed instructions on how to do it. It's all there for free. I have an ebook with all the foods you can, you cannot eat, everything that you can do in a paleo diet and a sample diet that'll help anybody, anyone. It's free. You're, I'm saving you thousands. I'm opening the doors for you. Take advantage of it. I'm not charging you a dime. I will never charge you a dime. Just freaking use it. Don't get excuses and just do it. I love it, man. JC, it was an absolute pleasure to meet you, man. I'm really glad that we had the opportunity to talk today. And I know that your journey is definitely going to touch a lot more people, man. You have the ability to touch a lot of lives. and I know you're going to help a lot of people. So thank you for being on today. I really appreciate it. Guys, if you're listening right now, uh, ALG Coaching, Accountable uh, accountable Life Coaching is now available. If you visit www.algcoaching.com, you can find the Accountable Life Journal at Amazon.com. The links will be in the bio. Uh, you can join us each and every single Wednesday night for the ALG community call. That is always and always will be absolutely free. We accept new members every single week, and we hope to hang out with you soon. David, I think that's it. I got one most important thing of all, because it can never be overly dramatized. I'm sorry. There's just no way it can be overly dramatized. I want you to, and as you're listening to the final this podcast, what are three things you're grateful for about today? Go. Me? One, Some guys. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying it for everyone that's listening right now. What are you grateful for today, JC? Actually, yeah, JC, right JC, what are you going to do? You? What are three things you're grateful for about for today? you guys for having me here. That's another channel that I can spread my story, spread my, my foundation. I want to cure the world. Number one. Number two, I'm grateful for my family. Without them, I won't be able to do what I'm doing now. And number three, I'm grateful for my coach that uh, believed in me and um, got me, saved my life. I love yeah. it. I think that that's a great place to end this all. So guys, stay beautiful, stay sexy, stay accountable. Until next time. Toodles.